You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. The Padres have hinted that they feel pretty good about where they're going to be in a couple of years, and I think some of the moves that they've made lately indicate that they might know what they're doing. Let's talk to A.J. Casabell about that. I'm Allison Federer. A.J., um, okay, the Padres are laying the groundwork to be a pretty respectable team in a couple of years for a number of reasons. Let's talk about some of the contracts that they have uh, that, that they've signed. Number one, Will Myers, who was just now entering arbitration eligibility, and all of a sudden now he's got this big, long deal. So uh, tell us about that, and, and what, what was your reaction when you heard about this? Well, it makes a lot of sense. The exact figures, uh, if, if indeed it's six years and $83 million, it makes a lot of sense for both parties. Uh, for the Padres, They've, they've talked all along about trying to make Will Myers a, a building block, and he's been in the major leagues for four years, but he still is only 26 years old. So they really want his prime years, his, his age 28, 29, 30, the, the prime of his career to coincide with this young group of, of prospects that they've acquired in the last year, year and a half. They've, they've completely restocked their farm system, but you can't just bank on having 25 young guys all come up at the same time and produce. There needs to be some sort of veteran presence, some sort of experience in there, and that's exactly what Myers brings. So uh, it, it, he had three more years of arbitration. I think in a couple years, maybe in the final year of arbitration, is when the Padres would uh, would, would probably start to be a contender again. So it, it, it makes a lot of sense for them to extend him in, in that regard, just to try and get as much out of Will Myers as they view as a franchise cornerstone, who is their best hitter. A very good field, a very good defender, a very good clubhouse guy. They want to get the most out of him, and that's what they get with with six years. And with Solarte, so they've na- they've nailed that down for a couple of years with some option years. So really, um, they really have him under control for I guess up to four years. Yeah, yeah, it's four years, and and that one makes a lot of sense too. I have to admit, I, I heard rumors of a possible Solarte extension last summer, and I was kind of skeptical because he's 29 years old and still had three arbitration years remaining. But this deal makes this deal just makes so much sense. It, for, for both parties, for Suarte, it, it kind of secures its future a little bit. And for the Padres, they have two years of team options. So if, if Suarte keeps performing at the level he's performing, they have, a relatively, uh, they have a relatively affordable way to keep him with the club through 2020. But if he starts to decline as he enters his 30s, uh, they have two team options at the end there. So the next two, they have him locked up for the next two seasons. He'll be making, uh, I believe, 7.5 or $8 million. Uh, somewhere in that area, and then after that, they have a couple team options for $13.5 million. So it's a team-friendly contract. There had been some trade speculation surrounding Solarte. It looks like that's, that's kind of passed, but uh, if, if Solarte keeps performing and other teams are interested, that's also a very movable, tradable contract because it's so team-friendly. So Solarte, like, like Myers, is, is one of the more respected presences in that clubhouse. He's a fan favorite. People in San Diego love him, so it, it's a win-win. Yeah, and, and like you said, uh, I mean they have so many young prospects, and obviously you just you can't just put 25 young guys who, you know, have, are so inexperienced out there. Uh, but I would think that this would also send a signal to the, those players that good times are to come. Not that they're too worried about that right now. I mean, as a young guy trying to just crack the 25-man roster, they're just happy to be there. Um, but there's some continuity that seems to be happening. So important um, to have that kind of continuity throughout an organization. Um, and this looks like maybe the beginning steps of that. So that's got to bode well for the players themselves to see what's going on. Yeah, I think the players have all kind of bought in already. Uh, this Will Myers contract would be the largest in Padres history. I think it's clear that there's a plan in San Diego. Uh, you can debate the merits of that plan, whether you think it's good enough. 
all day, that's fine. But there is a very clear plan for what the Padres want to do, and the players have bought into it. And I think when there's kind of maybe some confusion as to the direction of the franchise, you saw that a little bit at the beginning of last season when they had so many veterans that they hadn't yet traded. Uh, it, it can be harder on a clubhouse uh, because no one really knows who's going who's to end up where, who's going to end up traded. Uh, this Padres team, I think the direction very clear. Uh, they, they are kind of bulking up the system. They're bringing up some young guys that are going to be at the major league level this year. And, and at least in my eyes, it looks like 2019 as, as a year where they could really be contenders with all the young talent they have. So there's a clear direction in San Diego, and that's something I think fans and players can buy into. So is there a direction with the pitching? Um, tell me where you see that being. If they're going to be contenders in 2019, it just seems like maybe the starting pitching. Tell me, tell me where you think they are there. Well, they're farther behind in starting pitching than they are yeah. uh, in uh, offensively. They have a lot of really good offensive prospects who are either very close to the major leagues or in the major leagues already. On the on the pitching front, they're uh, off the top of my head. I want to say four or five of their their top four or five pitching prospects are Class A advanced or lower. Uh, they like the talent they have there, but they have a long way to go, and obviously. With pitching prospects, that's a little more volatile than it is with hitting prospects. So um, they have some. They have a, they have a couple guys in Dilson Lament and Walker Lockett who they're not the answer. They're not the ace of a pitching staff in the future who could help the team. But as it stands right now, uh, they, they, they have eight or nine guys at the major league level who are competing for five spots. I'm not sure how many of those guys are uh, long-term answers. Uh, Luis Perdomo is one of them. I think they, they obviously think very highly of him, and he – showed what he can do in the second half. But the Padres have a longer way to go on the pitching front. I think they could be an exciting offensive team this year. Um, but pitching is, is obviously a question that needs to be answered. And if these prospects pan out, I think that's kind of what, they're, what they'd be banking on in, in 2019 would be maybe some of these young guys, Luis Perdomo by then, who could be an ace, kind of all coming together and forming a, a somewhat formidable pitching staff. But there, there are some serious question marks there. So with all these young players coming up, um, I mean, compared to, like, spring training a year ago, um, I mean, I know you came onto the beat uh, sort of, you know, halfway through that. But just from an, I guess from an intrigue standpoint, um, this one coming up could be really cool because these guys are going to get a lot of playing time in spring training. Um, they're going to be taking a lot of the trips and, and coming into a lot of the games. I would think that this would be a time for Padres fans to really start paying attention to, to some of these guys coming up. Yeah, the young, the young talent is is it's kind of undeniable on offense, and it's it's going to be interesting in a sense during spring training because a lot of them are are kind of being thrust into these position battles. Um, uh, for instance, I, I think Hunter Renfro probably has right field locked up, but Manuel Margot in center has uh, he, he'll have to fight for his job. Uh, Carlos Oswahi at second base, he'll have to fight for his job. Um, there's it, it, it's interesting in the sense that you're going to see these young guys kind of have to go out there and. and what they can do, uh, and I know Andy Green's big on big on that that kind of thing, saying, "Hey, you're in the major leagues, but you still have to earn it in the major leagues." At least this spring, there's some fun position battles with some fun young players, and uh, and, and and the young talent, at least uh, guys like Hunter Renfro, we saw him hit hit a home run over the Western Metal Building with what Manny Margot can do in center covering ground. They're fun players to watch too, just aesthetically. So uh, it 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 should be there's there's like I said earlier, there's not as much. Um, there's a very clear direction this franchise is going in, and so there are players to get behind without really wondering, like a, with a Matt Kemp or a James Shields who could potentially be traded midseason. These are players to get behind for a couple of years to come. Absolutely. should be 
fun times out there in Arizona this spring. Okay, AJ, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. All right, thanks for having me. MLB.TV Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.TV Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.TV for details.